Hello, hello. Welcome back to my Big Sisters podcast. I'm your host, Tina Kay. Hello, everyone. I'm fucking late. (laughs) I'm not that late. I'm proud of myself for not skipping today because I really, no, I'm not going to say I really could have, but I kind of needed to. I have a very long to-do list today, being that it's October. October is hectic as fuck for any makeup artist or influencer, I think. If you're an influencer that gets into Halloween contact content, it's going to be hectic. And if you're a makeup artist who gives a fuck about Halloween, it's going to be hectic. <laughs> but um, for everyone else, it's not so bad. But for me, the Halloween pressure is on, okay? Uh, so let me tell you what's going on. One, I have my marble Wawa cup of iced coffee. I kind of, can you tell? I kind of drank most of it. I'm going to take a sip now. I didn't make a seltzer because like I said, it's hectic over here. Okay. Let me give you the updates of why I'm late. So it's good news and bad news. This weekend, one of my very good friends put me in contact with Adidas. How fucking cool is that? And it was a last minute opportunity. Obviously, I'm going to jump on it because I'm pretty um spontaneous. I love like last minute adventures, last minute plans. I don't like to plan like long term. I like to plan. I don't like to plan in advance. I love a last minute opportunity. And this was with Adidas. So I didn't really know what I was getting into, but I was like, hell yeah, I've never worked with them before. I've worked with a lot of beauty brands in this capacity, meaning the brands will hire me to do makeup for their talent through an agency or the brand will hire me to show up to their event to do makeup at their event. So I've been contracted from big brands before, but it's usually beauty brands. I never get to do this with, I've never gotten the chance to do this with any any other type of brand. And um, so this is Adidas. So I was like, hell yeah. And I had the open time. I literally had just posted on my freelance page um, if you want, you don't have to follow, but I have a freelance page Instagram that I barely fucking use. It's just like there to hold space, I guess. But it's at Tina K Pro MUA. And um, I had posted on my story that I have the weekend open because I'm like, oh, hell yeah, I have the weekend open. Why not? So I posted it. And then five minutes later, my friend texted me and was like, oh, do you want to work with Adidas to do this, this and that. And I was like, hell yeah, that sounds fun as hell. So I went back to my, (laughs) I went back to my freelance page and I took that down because I'm like, hold on, now I'm not available, which is like, what a gift. How grateful I am. Holy shit. So what I had to do was go. So how do I explain this? Okay. This weekend was the Envision Festival and I think it's spelled E-N-V-S-N, Envision Festival or Envision some conference, something like, something Envision, right? And it is, God, let me pull up exactly what it is. They've told me and I don't, I didn't forget because I'm like disrespectful. I just, you know, you know how the memory thing goes. Envision, let me pull it up. Envision, and oh, I'm spelling it wrong. Envision Fest, a place, their bio says, they have an Instagram, E-N-V-S-N Fest, a place for you made by people like you, up next, oh, Envision Festival, okay, 
what did they do? It's women in media. And it's a place where they have a conference and activations and panels where you could speak to these creators in media. And it's basically just if you want to network and if you want to meet people in your field, which I really recommend, if you want to meet people in your field, you go to festivals and and group conferences and panels like this, especially if you can. Most of the time it's free or it's like a $20 ticket and you get to like network with people in your space and you meet them. And usually people who go to things like this want to help others. You don't go there with like a, a too good for you attitude. You go there ready to talk and meet people. I've been to a bunch of things like this for beauty and that's how you get places. That's how I've met people. That's how I've come so far in this, in my career and saying yes to opportunities. Like this weekend, I said yes and I showed up and I met some really lovely people and hopefully they keep me in mind for things. I can keep them in mind for things. That's how you do it. So basically I had to do Jessamine's makeup. So Jessamine, I think her last name is Stanley. Hold on. I'm going to find out. Her name, her thing on Instagram is my name is Jessamine. She is, you might recognize her because I believe she was, oh God, I hope I don't get this wrong. But if I do, I'll correct myself somewhere. I believe she, okay, so she's an Adidas like global ambassador. They have her on the displays for being plus size and wearing the active wear and and it's a whole movement and things like that, right? But she also owns the app Underbelly where she teaches yoga on the app and she wrote books about teaching yoga. And basically part of her uh ideas of the book and the app is you could do yoga if you're plus size because a lot of plus sized people felt like I can't go to the yoga class because everyone's skinny or I can't go to Pilates because everyone's skinny and listen to me you're not going to get it unless you're plus okay I've varied in size my whole life so maybe not right now I'm not plus but I have been and even being chunkier, like I'm not plus, but I'm not skinny. And going to, I'm not going to a fucking Pilates class, bitch. <laughs> no, sorry, no, I don't really, like, I just don't want to. It's a different, we can get into this in another episode. So Jessamine, Jessamine's, am I saying that right? Jessamine, she, her whole thing was, you could do it anyway, don't listen to nobody. So she's really great in that way. I didn't know this. I didn't know who she was prior to meeting her. I had to read up on everything because I was about to meet her and do her makeup. So I had to do her makeup. So Adidas contracted me to do her makeup because she was going to teach a yoga class at Envision Fest. I could have just said that, but I wanted to give you the background. You know me. I had to paint the picture and tell you the story. So on Saturday, bitch, it was pouring. I had to be there at six and... It was pouring and I had to be at the Adidas flagship store to do her makeup there. And it's obviously a retail store, but they have spaces where they can obviously have an event or they can, or I can do someone's makeup. I was in a conference room. I'm going to do a little vloggy on my TikTok, I think. Did you guys, some of you did your homework and you downloaded TikTok. I'm going to post a little vloggy vlog on my TikTok. So 
I did her makeup. So I met Jessamine for the first time. She is, first of all, she's a cancer, okay? She's so sweet and just so, I've, I've done all types of clients, right? She was so like, oh, do whatever. Like what? <laughs> she was, she's basically a celebrity. <laughs> and this is her whole career. Like she's, she represents so much for people. And she was like, yeah, do whatever. So I did her makeup. The first day we did a little shimmer on the eyes, like kind of like more of a red berry tone. Um, she looked beautiful. And then I left. I don't have to go to the, the festival or anything like that. And it was so early in the morning that I just came back home. Um, and then the second day was in the afternoon. And I had to meet her at the hotel, at her hotel, because she's not from New York. And I did her makeup in the hotel. And the second day, it came out even better. We did more of like a purpley berry tones on her. Oh my God, stunning. I'm waiting for the content from that, from her assistant. We were rushing. Um, so I didn't get a chance to like take a nice video, take a nice picture. But I contacted her assistant who was filming the whole time. So I'm going to ask her for some of the footage to work it into the vlog and kind of show you guys what I did. I'm very proud of myself. And... It just felt, anytime I do something new, this is why I'm always doing something new. Anytime I'm doing something new or meeting new people, I feel so good. I'm not a very, is the word habitual? I'm not a very like habit-based or repetitive person. I need new all the time. I get very bored. So new things kind of like stimulate me and make me really happy and make me really excited. Nobody even fucking acts, and I'm just telling you. But I'm just trying to give you a background and also encourage you. You know, I know a lot of people have like social anxieties, and this is a lot to ask, but maybe I can encourage you to try new things and meet new people. This is something I've never done. I've never worked with Adidas. I didn't know what I was stepping into. I didn't know this client. I wasn't able to send my typical confirmation detail list of like, what to do, what not to do before your makeup appointment. I kind of had to go into it being really flexible and being prepared for whatever the circumstance may be. But at the same time, I love that. Did I ever tell you that I've done makeup for Chris Brown, not Chris Brown, but one of his photo shoots or something like that. And there was no room for me. I had to do, I had to put my kit in a bathtub in the tiniest little fucking uh, bathroom over on jersey street in staten island it was crazy but it was fun like this is what i'm talking about i love doing like just throw me throw me anywhere my kit is packed and ready i could do it anywhere on anyone for any circumstance rain or shine okay so it made me really excited and i feel really good today i feel really proud i'm proud of myself for saying yes i'm proud of myself for meeting new people um, working with a company I never got to work with before. I'm hoping that they hire me again for other things. I'm hoping that they thought my work was good. I'm hoping that they thought I was professional and friendly and flexible and all of the things, right? Um, and also it was paid. It wasn't even like one of the circumstances of like, it's for free, but you get exposure. No, no, no. Contracted, paid. And that is just the best because I'm not against free work. I think that some free work is um, necessary. Like if you're a makeup artist and Kylie Jenner wants you to do her makeup and nobody nobody spoke about paid, honey, just go do it. <laughs> just go do it. Just go do it. Just show up. Because 
maybe maybe it'll cost you for the day, but the people you meet and how you represent yourself and the impressions you make will pay you in years to come. Do you, are you following what I'm saying? Just like my friend who put me on to this. She knows my work. She knows who I am. So when she's in rooms of people who were asking for a makeup artist, she's saying my name. And that's something money can't really buy. Do you know? Well, I guess it can if we're going to get into nepotism and stuff. But you know what I'm saying. So that's what I did this weekend. That's why I didn't have time to get my episode up. Also, in addition to that, I had a fucking migraine. Okay. I did sat all of Saturday with a migraine. I did. I had a migraine from Friday to Sunday morning. Sunday morning, it finally went away. Thank God, because my call time was 12 in the afternoon. And I was in hysterics Saturday night because it was just so bad. And if you get migraines, you know what I'm talking about. My migraines are triggered. Um, I think it is the weather. I, I try to write down the similarities and um, it is always when the weather changes or not like hot to cold, but raining. So it's something with the weather. If you know more about that, send me a message. <laughs> but it's something with the weather. And it was so bad. I, I took everything. I tried everything. Listen to me. I was very close to going to the hospital and being like, drug me. <laughs> drug me because I can't take it. Because you can't do anything. You can't look at your phone. You can't have any noise around you. You can barely eat. You can't, you can't do shit, but lay there and cry and use hot compresses, cold compresses, lay in different positions, try to sleep, try to knock yourself out. Like I was desperate. Um, but finally Sunday, I don't know, it just alleviated and I felt a lot better by like 10 o'clock on Sunday, but I did all of Saturday with a fucking migraine and I wish I didn't because I really was having a good time Saturday. And I wish I could have absorbed it more working with Adidas. But I was in so much fucking pain that I feel like I wasn't even there. But I was. But I was in fucking pain. And I had to have my makeup light on. Oh, my God. I don't know how I did it, to be honest with you. I really don't. But I had to just go off of muscle memory and push through and hope for the best. Because it was crippling. By the time I was back home and laying down... By nine o'clock at night, I was hysterical. It just hurt so bad. I didn't know what to do. I'm going to go on Amazon and order. Well, let me know. I'll wait to hear from you guys. If you guys get migraines, because Excedrin doesn't help me. Nothing helps. It's one of those things. Like nothing was helping. I need like, the only thing that helped was if I squeezed my own skull. (laughs) Bitch, what? I was like squeezing my own skull. I was asking my boyfriend to rub my neck. It was just... A fucking nightmare. So I'm going to go on Amazon and get one of those like migraine head wraps. And I don't know, whatever else they got and just try everything because I do get migraines. I don't know why I keep forgetting to order stuff for it. Even if, as I talk about it, I'm like, oh my God, my head is still tender. <laughs> my head is still tender. Like it made me mentally ill. Like I felt so depressed and, and just angry. And it's probably because of like the imbalances of the migraine. So that's what happened this weekend. That's why this episode is late. Um, I'm still very grateful. Migraine or not, I don't give a fuck. I had a good time. I met Jessamine, who's lovely. I met her assistant, Angel, who was lovely. I met her, I believe it was her manager. 
and I met people from Adidas, Lily, and I, I don't think they're going to listen to this episode, but I'm just saying they were great and I'm really happy and I hope to work with them again because it was also really nice. Like everyone was really nice to work with and that's just the best when you work with people that you like and that like you. I, I hope they liked me. I hope they have nice things to say. So that's why it's late because I had all of that going on, but we're here today. Today is Monday. It's still going to go up today. Guys, it's October 3rd. <laughs> I posted the Mean Girls on our Instagram. Um, if you don't follow our Instagram, it's at My Big Sisters Podcast. It's the Instagram for us. Um, and I posted, where is it? The Mean Girls on October 3rd. He asked me what day it is. It's October 3rd. <laughs> it's October 3rd. The episode's still going to go up today. So it's not that late. Okay, we didn't skip a week. We're consistent. It's going to be up. Let's talk about what's going on, though. (sighs) Hurricane Ian was devastating. If you are in Florida or if your family lost things in Florida this past week, I am so sorry. Personally, my mom's father-in-law, which means my stepdad's dad, he lost everything. He lived in Fort Myers. I say lived because I don't know what the next step is. He lives, currently lived in Fort Myers. He did evacuate, thank God, because the way his home was destroyed, I don't think he would have made it. So lucky he's alive, but he did. He lost everything and he's not the only one. I've been on TikTok and I've seen so many families lost every single thing. The amount of bodies that the divers are discovering, that the fire departments are finding when they go into these homes is just, it's, it's insane. It's just, there's no words for it. I'm not going to get all dramatic and stuff, but I am thinking about it. There's so many GoFundMes and I've been swirling in my brain, like what the fuck, how do you fucking help? And how do you even get stuff to these people? And what how much money, the amount of money that each person who lost everything needs is just, it's just, it's, it's a lot. So I guess help where you can help with what you can. If you don't have money, maybe there's some clothes. I recommend going through your closet because you have to think about these people lost everything, their clothes, their makeup, their hair stuff, their skincare, their body care, all of the stuff that we use every single day that you don't really think about. They lost all that on top of losing things that are special to them. Their pictures, their memory boxes, where they fucking live, their favorite pillow. Like just think about everything you use daily that means so much to you. And think about if it was gone and destroyed, not just gone, but destroyed. You're looking at it, but it's covered in disgusting water. It's hard to salvage these things because of mold, because of the type of water. It's not just water. It mixes with the sewer. Oh my God, it's just terrible. So if you don't have money to donate, because I know that's a lot too. People don't have money. So if, if people aren't donating to your GoFundMe, it's not just because they don't, it's not just because they don't, it's not that they don't want to, they don't have the money. Nobody has extra funds. This is hard times for everyone. But if you have maybe clothes you don't like anymore, not wearing, just nice items that you can contribute, maybe put it away to the side. And eventually when these people relocate, there'll be places where you can donate these items if you just don't have money to give them to buy new stuff. 
Um, I'm going to keep this in mind because that's what I was thinking for my mom's father-in-law as well. Obviously, like we're going to give money so he can rehabilitate it and find a, you know, find new place, a new place to live and go and whatever. But I'm thinking also like, what about fucking clothes? He's got to use every dollar to relocate. What about clothes? Like daily clothes? Like what is he going to wear every day? Because he evacuated, but he didn't plan to have to stay out for more than a week, right? So he evacuated and came back. He was gone a week. So he only took a week's worth. He came back to nothing. And this is what I mean. He's not the only one. So think of it like there's an ask for every seat. Maybe your size is the size that someone needs while they're while they have to spend every single dollar trying to relocate and rebuild their life. So if you have clothes, maybe unopened makeup, maybe unopened hair things, or if you stockpile and coupon just a couple of unopened body care items, things like that. I have tons of makeup and shit, so I'm going to put together a box and hold and hold and wait because eventually when people relocate and they have a second to because we can collect these things where are you gonna fucking send it these people are still like going to family houses motels you know they're still in georgia they're still in orlando they're in all different areas until they relocate there's nowhere to send the things so i'm gonna put stuff to the side maybe some handbags i don't use anymore just like things that i'm not fucking using that i can imagine what if there's a woman like me who lost everything And now she has to spend every single dollar trying to rebuild her life. She's not going to be able to fucking buy new clothes, buy new makeup. But why? Obviously, makeup's not a necessity, but it doesn't mean she has to go without. Like, if I was fucking devastated, guess what? I'm still going to want to do my brows. (laughs) You know what I mean? Hello? It makes us feel better. If I lost everything, I'm devastated. I still want to at least feel good about how I look. And maybe that doesn't make sense to some people, but it makes sense to me. So like I said, I'm going to put a little, I'm going to put stuff on the side, you know, and um, when I find people I can, if you know people, when I find people I could send it to, that's what I'll do. I'll just throw a label on it and send it out. Maybe that's how you can help if you don't have extra funds. But if you have extra, or you could do both. If you have extra funds, if you, if you have extra stuff, that you can donate go through your go through your closet um the stuff you I typically donate to St. Mary's Church they're so convenient you just put it outside they come pick it up on Tuesdays um you just have to tell them but instead of the church this time I'm gonna I'm gonna save it and then we'll send it out to people who lost everything it's just it's so many families and money can help a lot and I'm sure that FEMA and insurance companies will be able to help them But as far as just like basic needs and stuff that we all get to use every day, I'm sure they want that as well. I mean, why not? Fresh, clean, make sure it's clean, no stains, no, nothing that looks gross, whatever unopened extra shit you got, even if it's a razor, do you know what I'm saying? Even if it's like travel size, but it's fresh and it's new, just anything while these people are trying to rebuild their life, you never know. You never know how it can make someone feel better or impact how they feel, their mental health, make them feel like there's people here thinking about you and hoping you recover everything and hoping that you're able to start a new life and move on from this. 
there's nothing wrong with doing that. So if you're open to it, that's my idea. That's what I'm going to do. And if in the meantime, if I find now, let, let's talk about GoFundMe real quick. I don't like GoFundMe. Okay. And I know it's so helpful to people. I don't like it because now I don't have proof of this, but I think this is my opinion. I think part of the way GoFundMe, the website makes money is something goes on with the fucking data. Okay. Anytime I've donated via GoFundMe, I'll get so many fucking emails from random places. I'll get emails that my accounts are someone trying to hack my accounts. I just like don't trust the site. It doesn't mean I don't want to donate the money. I'll always ask, do you have a cash app? I'd rather just fucking cash app you than use GoFundMe. I'm serious. Like I I know that I can make another email and just use, I just don't trust it. I don't trust it. So I'm not telling you to not donate. If you can and you want to, you should. I'm just telling you, I am personally weary of GoFundMe. So anytime someone sends me a GoFundMe, I ask for a cash app. I do not use the GoFundMe. And I'd rather like send it to you directly because GoFundMe also takes money out. I'd rather send it to you directly where every single cent is going to you and help in that way. I rarely ever use a GoFundMe. So that's the other thing as well. Just... um. I think that's a good idea too. Like if you know a family, you could just ask on the side, like, hey, I don't like using GoFundMe. Do they have a cash app? Can someone set them up with a cash app? That type of thing. That way they get every penny and no one's selling your fucking data to random websites that can hack your account. Because honestly, it's a pain in the ass. Every time I fucking did a GoFundMe, I had to switch my credit card, please. It's It's so fucking annoying. So that's... The Hurricane Ian chapter of this episode. <laughs> so that's what I'm going to do, by the way. Another thing is, oh my God, I have more terrible news. And I know we don't usually do that, but I feel like these things are important to talk about today. And then we'll get into the fun stuff. Um, one of our, what are we, what are we doing here? Sisters, siblings, what are we, what are we calling everyone? You let me know. For today, I'll say siblings. One of our siblings was abducted in Brooklyn on Flatbush. I'm not going to say her name. But she had sent, this is someone who always DMs me and always supports my content. And she had, which means she's one of us. She said, Tina, I know you share about abduction stories and sex trafficking on your page. Could you please share my story? I was abducted this day. Like, I think it was like during the week in broad fucking daylight. Okay. In Flatbush, Brooklyn. Somebody hit her car. A dollar van hit her car. I guess she got out to like call the police and look at the damage. And he literally grabbed her and threw her in the back of the van. She had a fight for her life. She escaped the van. Someone on the street saw that her hands were all bloody from trying to escape and hitting and fighting for her life and helped her call 911. They have a picture of the suspect. I believe, I don't think they got him, but they do have a picture. They're looking for him. There's the warrants out. But how? fucking scary in broad daylight. Um, she's okay. She's okay today. I have, I'm going to check up on her again. She is okay. She's home. Um, but how crazy. So please be careful around Brooklyn. And I mean, this was in broad daylight. We're already worried about at night and, and oh my God, someone asked me if I could do an episode on how to protect ourselves. I, I am, I want to do that. And I also want somebody 
I don't even know. Someone from the police department? I don't know. Someone specializing in self-defense maybe to come on. I'm going to, I'm still teaching myself how to do like two microphones and stuff. But in the meantime, pepper spray, babe, pepper spray. And I know the stun guns are great, but listen to me. If you don't aim it directly where you need to, it can be knocked out of your hands, used on you and not effective. But pepper spray You don't have to aim it directly. You should point towards the eyes, but either way, it's made to spread in the air. You will have time to fucking run. That's like, as soon as you see someone grab you, spray it, you will have time to fucking run because it is so painful. Sorry, I'm taking in air. It is so painful and it's just, it's a better, it's a better um, solution. So carry both. But reach for the pepper spray first, okay? Reach for the pepper spray first. Uh, someone DM'd me and said, I have brass knuckles. I know it's illegal. Ah, uh, uh, uh. Listen to me. Again, you can drop them. You can get tired. They could be used on you. Keep the brass knuckles. Also use pepper spray, okay? Pepper spray, pepper spray, pepper spray. I don't know where, you, I don't know where to get it. I have one. I think you can get them online now. Oh, I have to sneeze. I might have to sneeze. I know you can get them online now. Um, just get some, carry it. And if you're in a sus situation, put it in your hands. I mean, she didn't expect this. No one could have expected that. Someone hit her fucking car. And when she got out to look at the damage, he abducted her. I mean, what the fuck do we have to add to the list? I don't know. Don't get out of the fucking car. Like, I don't even know at this point. But I'm just telling you the most logical at the moment that we can come up with pepper spray plus whatever else you want to carry, whatever else is legal in your state, but go to use the pepper spray and run, okay? In fight or flight, flight, always run. It's your best and safest bet. If you have to fight, fight, okay? Because chances are they will let you go if you put up too much of a fight. Do you know what I'm saying? Like fight until you can't, but always run first. And these are things that I've observed because I work with um, nonprofits and donation centers that help women who were sex trafficked. I don't think I've ever shared that with you guys, but I do. I donate and I work with these people. And this is just what I've learned from what they've explained So hopefully I can get somebody on here that can also explain it to you. But it's more than just sex trafficking. That's why I don't want just sex sex traffickers, a sex trafficking organization on the pod. I want somebody just just self-defense in no matter what the situation is, right? Because this might not have been sex trafficking. This could have just been one random psychopath, but... It doesn't matter. I want to I want to have somebody on to teach us and maybe we can add video to it. Teach us basic self-defense things and maybe someone to co-sign like first have pepper spray, have this, do this, like maybe that type of thing. But that's what I've learned from researching these things and talking to these people that pepper spray and running, run, scream, run, also carry a whistle, make noise, have people pay attention to you. Um there's a lot of ring cameras now, which is, I, I mean, some people say it's not good, but it is. There's a lot of ring cameras now, run in front of somebody's doorbell, like 
your best bet is to run versus trying to fight with brass knuckles. That's your second, like that's your second, that's plan B, okay? Plan A is spray the pepper spray and fucking run. Run to uh, someone's house, bang on the door, somebody with a light on, if you see someone in their car, if you see somewhere like out in the open, get to a major street because there's usually cameras there, that type of thing. Because who could have, this is insane. This was in Brooklyn in broad daylight. People called the police and said, there's a guy dragging this girl down the block. Like this is just crazy. So we had to be vigilant at all times. And then the other thing is look out for each other. She got out of the van. A woman let her use her phone so she can call the police. Someone's fucking screaming, crying, covered in blood. Let them use your phone. Okay, let them use your phone. Help her out. Help her out. If it looks sus, okay, that's different. But if she's bleeding, clearly begging to call 911, call 911. Describe where you are. Describe what she looks like. Look around you. I mean, we only have each other as women. So the men are not going to help us. Okay. I have more horrible news. It's the last one and then we'll move on to the fluffy stuff. I've had another sibling reach out that she is in an abusive relationship. He, she sent me pictures. It's just, it's, it's horrifying. He ripped out her hair. He, she's got bruises on her and she's got kids. He drained the accounts. He did go to jail for a night, um, but he's back out. He drained her accounts and he left. She doesn't know where he went. Her dad lives in Texas. Her dad is on his way to her. She lives in Pennsylvania. She was asking for money because she needs money to leave now. Obviously, I want to help her, right? But she's married. So what I did was tell her, it, it sounded to me like she's she's working fast. She wants to get out of there while she can and protect the kids, right? She's married. Any money sent to her, he legally has the rights to. So I'm scared to give her money directly because any money that she has electronically, he has rights to as well. That's what's so scary about getting married without a prenup. Um, I'm currently messaging her. And when I do have a way to get funds to her in a safe way that I know will be hers, I will update and post it. In the meantime, I was giving her advice on family court and what she should do, even though she doesn't have money. And I sent her some organizations that maybe she didn't know about that I know about. There are organizations, especially in New York. She's in Pennsylvania, but I don't think it matters. There's organizations that will put up the funds for you to get a family court attorney for this specific situation. Because most women who are in it uh, an abusive relationship that are married do not have the money to get an attorney. It, it's so complex. It gets so complex that when people are like, well, why don't you just leave? It is so complex. Even if people give her money, he has the rights to it. He could take it. It's so fucking complex. He, those are his kids as well. She can't leave the state with them. Like if she wanted to go back to Texas with her dad, she can't. Those are his kids. She would need written permission or permission from the court. It is so fucking complex. So I sent her the, I'm only telling you because eventually if we can help her in some way, I would like it if we could crowdsource something, who fucking knows, but it, she's going to have to start her life over as well. Um, I sent her the organizations that she can reach out to while the husband's not in the house, who can possibly help her 
get to safety and get to safety with rights over her kids and rights over her own bank account, meaning help from an attorney. There are attorneys who want to help people like her. So I sent her those organizations to reach out to and I'll stay in touch with her. Um, I also advised her to create a paper trail with the police department um, and try to get as much video evidence as she can. She said the husband's not at the house currently, but you know, who knows what the fuck is going to happen. Get video evidence and get a paper trail because that is, it's unfortunate, but that's part of the way that you can help the situation. So she had already called the police. He went to jail for a day and then I guess he was released, drained the account and took off. Who knows where he went? But if she, she needs an emergency order of protection, I don't know how that works in Pennsylvania. I know how it works in New York. I don't know how it works in Pennsylvania, but I did tell her, um, maybe go to the precinct with the kids, provide the evidence, provide the, because they have to document that she went in there. Try to get some type of paper trail that you tried to get an emergency order of protection. The more documents you have stating that you are trying to get protection, the better. The better for you in family court, the better for your safety. Keep reporting, keep going, show up at the precinct with the bruises, show up at the precinct with the, speak to an officer, speak to an officer. So that those are the things I suggested to her so far. I'm not going to give out her information at the current time. Again, I don't want to put up her GoFundMe or her cash app at the moment because she's still, he's still too close where he's going to be able to take it if he wants to. She said she created a separate bank account and I remind her, you're married. Unless you have, unless you have a prenup, he still gets 50% of that. This is why prenups are important, people. You could have nothing. I don't care if you own $5 when you get married. Get a fucking prenup. Because if you want to leave, if you need to leave, if you get a divorce, he is entitled to $2.50 fucking cents of it, which is very scary because look at the situation. Now, shoulda, coulda, woulda, we're not going to focus on that. I'm just telling you. That's why it's hard to just donate to women who are trying to leave a marriage in an abusive situation because he's entitled to whatever she owns. He's also entitled to the kids. He's also entitled to her medical if something happens to her, she's in the hospital, in the hospital, say he, I'm not, you know what I mean? We've seen, if you watch, um, if you're into true crime stories, you've heard similar stories to this. He's entitled to, he has power of attorney over her if she's in the hospital. You need certain documentations. And again, shoulda, coulda, woulda, but that's why I'm holding off on sharing her cash app and her GoFundMe because I'd rather her get a family court attorney first and help her through that. Uh, I'm going to check in with her because I did send the the organizations that she can reach out to. And, and there were several. There was like nine I sent her. So hopefully one of them can help her. And when I have a minute later tonight, I'm going to look again. And then I'm also going to look in Pennsylvania where she actually lives. Because I believe Pennsylvania Family Court is... They have something different. I can't specifically remember, but... They have something different about their laws over the kids that is really different from New York. I can't remember what it is. I don't know if it changed. I'm going to look it up later. I don't have a minute yet. Um, And if you are an attorney and want to help out one of our siblings, let me know and I'll patch you guys together. Talking about all this makes me really want to have my own organization, but I am dumb as rocks. Okay. (laughs) Like, I don't know how to do that. I wish I did. I was thinking about like, do I want to do, 
in OnlyFans and make it, well, because you know me, I've always wanted to be a Playboy. I don't know if you guys knew that about me. Some of you do. I've always wanted to be a stripper. I've always wanted to be a Playboy. I used to be a photographer for Boudoir. There's a point to what I'm saying. Stay with me. I used to be a photographer for Boudoir Pictures. And I actually think I won. I can't remember, but I think I won. Someone correct me. If you know, you know. I think I won Best in the Country for the Best Boudoir Photographer. Maybe it wasn't me. It might have been somebody else. But my store won? I don't fucking know. Whatever. I used to shoot the pictures. I love it. Okay? I would love to be in the pictures. I would love to take pictures like that. I was thinking about that recently. Do I want to have a little photography just for, like, boudoir and make it, like, playboyish? And just have that aesthetic, more of like women empowerment type of thing, not so much as like trying to sell sex. However, sex does sell. So I'm like, do I want to fucking OnlyFans? And then I could start an organization to help women, sex traffic women, battered women who want to leave their marriage and stuff like that. I would, that is my dream. That is my dream. Okay. That is my dream. I don't know where to begin, but I'm just putting it out there and just letting you guys know. If you see it, you know where it comes from. That's what I, I don't even know what I was thinking about. What would I call that? And then I was like, oh, the My Big Sister Foundation, <laughs> where you can go to your big sister for help. And I could hire other big sisters to help. And we can get attorney big sisters to help and attorney police officers to help. That is my dream. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know how to accomplishment accomplish it. But it's in my mind, okay? It's in my mind. That is the goal. So ho- however I can... I just would need a ton of fucking money. (laughs) So however I can make a ton of extra money, not like stuff that I have to put towards bills to even keep a podcast running. I mean like extra to help because these things cost money. So that's on my mind. I would love, let me write it down. The, my, this probably exists though. The My Big Sister Foundation. I might need a different name because My Big Sister is so easily coined like I'm sure tons of people trademarked it but that's my idea to help our siblings to help other women who don't even know we exist and I'll keep you updated so I'll keep you updated if I can get money to her in a safe way I'll post it on the my big sisters podcast Instagram you'll see it on the story maybe I'll put it on the grid I'll add it to the link tree or something like that and I'll keep you updated Okay, a lot of heavy shit, guys. I'm sorry. Um, so we're going to get into some of the fun stuff, and then I'm going to get back to work. I got to get all... I have so much stuff to do. I got to clean my kit. I got to get the Halloween stuff out. Let's talk about Halloween content. Somebody asked, am I going to do Halloween content? First of all, don't you ever put pressure on me like that again. <laughs> Halloween stresses me out because if you don't have good ideas, what are you doing? I, d- I think I have some good ideas. Uh, So yes, there will be Halloween content. The other thing is it takes fucking hours. It takes fucking hours. It's not just like a beauty tutorial or whatever. It takes so much longer because you likely have to pay. I do like full body paint and stuff like that. So I am going to do Halloween content. I don't know how much I'm going to do. I'm just going to do as much as I can while still trying to do everything else. Okay. So yes, I am going to do Halloween content and I'm excited. So that's why I got to finish up this episode. I got to go in the fucking attic. (laughs) Because I got Halloween costumes up there. I have to go. I have, to, I have a drawer just for Halloween makeup stuff that you just accumulate over the year. 
over the years. I got to take that out, see what's expired, see what I need to buy new of. It's already October 3rd. I'm late, but it's okay. We're still in October. I feel like even if I get like three done, that's pretty good. There's girls who can do so many back to back and they just have energy levels (laughs) and a life situation that I just don't. Okay. I do what I can with the energy that is given to me on top of the many other ideas and goals that I have and jobs that I do. What else? Oh, Michaela. Michaela, she posted her response. Did you guys listen to my last episode? She posted her response. I thought the video was great. I thought it was great. The only thing I would say, I thought she did a good job like trying to laugh it off. She did provide some context that like she was just in a bad mood that day. And, you know, obviously she knows her job isn't as hard as others, that her being an influencer is a luxury. She explained all that. The only thing I would say is that I feel like I'm a little uncomfortable with the constant leaning into my mental health, my mental health, my mental health, my mental health. But that could be a me thing. If you are a tra- <laughs> if you are a traumatized human being, you know what I'm talking about. If you've been abused by a narcissist or any of those circumstances, you know what I mean. Sometimes someone leaning into their mental health almost almost is manipulative like to to excuse every fucking thing you do with but my mental health is shit and blah 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 but I have social anxiety but I have this but it's not what you think it is it's not there is excuses like there there are reasons for things and I get it I don't know how to put this the right way without it being like incredibly offensive. It's like, okay. Obviously, everyone's got mental illnesses, right? And depression and anxiety can make certain situations worse, but it doesn't excuse from accountability. And I feel like constantly leaning into it is almost like manipulative, Oh, excuse what I've done. It's because of this. Okay, but it doesn't mean that what you did didn't hurt somebody else. So I feel like leaning into the mental health thing is a little bit, I don't know. It reads a little manipulative to me. I'm not fully buying it. That's a me thing though. That could just be, you know, I have my own things to unpack. But that's what I took from it. I do like what she said about everything else, but the constant of like, but my mental health, my mental health. She says she's going to take a break, which I'm like, yeah, like you have to have good boundaries with the internet. That's something I've learned over time being on the internet so long. Obviously, I don't have millions of followers and the scope is different. And let me tell you something, people try to tell me that on TikTok. (laughs) I made TikTok videos about this. Almost every single one of her fans was like, yeah, but you only have 2000 followers on TikTok. You're not an influencer. Oh my God. I was like, oh, drag me. I know that when you have millions of followers, it's a whole different ball game. However, I have been doing this for years though. So I've experienced things that she has yet to come across in ways that she's yet to come across because I was just doing it. Long. I've been doing it a longer time. And when you do it longer, you kind of learn what you can say on the internet and what you can't say on the internet. You learn more about yourself. You learn more about the industries. That's all I meant. I didn't mean like 
I have the same amount of followers and I would have done it like this. I meant it like I've been doing this a long time while also working outside of influencing. Just being a non-influencer, I've done the double life since I started. Like how many years has it been? I don't even know. I've been doing it for years that way. So I had the perspective of both sides. That's what I meant. I didn't mean that I'm at her scale and I would know better. I just meant like seeing it from both sides, I could see what's going on here. But her fan base, and it's so ironic because her fan, okay, me stating my opinion on her but not tagging her in it or going to her comments, that's not bullying. She's an influencer. I promise you she wants the press. I promise you she wants the press. She wants her name out there, okay? Me not, I didn't comment mean stuff on her account. I would never fucking do that. I didn't even say anything mean about her. I stated my own opinion on my account, but her followers found me and bullied me about it while telling me not to bully her. The fucking irony. Get a grip, okay? Get a fucking grip. I didn't tag her. She's not going to see my video. Even if she does, I didn't say anything mean about her. I didn't bully her. I stated my opinion on her opinion. And I even commented back to one of them and said, so Michaela could state her opinion about whatever she wants. But if I do it, it's wrong. Mm, That's not how that works. And then do you hear my, do you hear my belly growling? (laughs) I have to fucking eat. I have to eat some things. You hear my belly? Oh my God. I'm so sorry. Of course, another day I went all day without eating. And that's not an ED thing, by the way. It's just when I'm too busy, I hate to stop and eat. It literally pisses me the fuck off. I don't want to make food. I don't want to clean it up. If someone delivered me food, I would eat it. It's not about eating the food. It's about making it and cleaning it up. I will go fucking hours to avoid making food and cleaning it up. It will piss me. I'm getting pissed off right now. So it's not an ED thing. It's just, it's a cleaning thing. I don't want to fucking do it. (sighs) Okay, what is next? Oh, one of you asked me about the Try Guy drama and Ned cheating on his wife. And I looked into it because I didn't know about them. But I guess the whole scandal is that his whole personality is being obsessed with his wife. Let's make this a learning experience. Anyone who is posting you and their whole personality is about how much they love you. And do you hear my... It's like embarrassing. Hold on. I'm going to drink some coffee to try to like settle my stomach. It's like literally growling. Um... Anyone who makes loving you their whole personality and posts tons of pictures and, oh, my God, my wife, this blah, 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 red flag. I'm sorry. It is. It is. This is a direct indication of that. It's overcompensation. Why do you need to validate to the outside world how much you love your partner? Because you're fucking lying because it's overcompensation. So let that be a... (laughs) What do they call it? Telltale sign? <laughs> I'm losing. I'm losing my train of thought. I got too much things scrambling in my fucking head. Let that be an indicator. Put it on your red flags list. Anyone who's love bombing you too quick. Anyone who... I was just talking to my friend about this. I have a story for you guys. I'm waiting for things to develop. Okay? It has to do with an ex-boyfriend drama. I'm waiting for things to develop. So I got to get back to you. But it has to do with love bombing and an ex. And him following me. Oh my God, what the fuck? I'll keep you updated. Um, Anyone who is love bombing you or if their whole personality is how much they love you and posting my wife, this is, this is a red flag. What are they overcompensating about? 
The other thing is, I think the wife knew. I think she's caught him before and was hoping that it wouldn't happen again, but it's happening again. I believe he's cheating with somebody on the show and multiple other people. I think there's other people. I don't know if that's come out. That's just my intuition telling me. I think there's other people. I think he's a serial cheater. And I also think it has to do with a kink. I don't think it's just he needs to cheat, cheat, cheat. I think he has a kink. And I don't think this will end either. I think if they stay together, it's not going to end. I think there'll be more to it or they'll end up. He probably does want an open marriage, but she doesn't. I don't know. But that's just my take on it. Okay. Don't trust anyone whose whole personality is loving you and expressing how they love you. It's fucking bullshit. And love bombing. Those two things, red flags. It feels so good in the moment. I've been love bombed before. I get it. It feels fucking great. Red flag. I've fallen for it. I'm not saying that I haven't fallen for it. I have fallen for it before. And it's great, but it's bullshit. And it sucks that it's bullshit, but it is. It's bullshit. What else? Oh, Haley. 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 Am I saying that right? Haley Bieber? Haley Bieber on Call Her Daddy. Selena and the Selena documentary. Hold on, because my friend is going to kill me. I can't say her name. <laughs> hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Did Haley, did Justin cheat with Haley? Tell me right now. She would know. <laughs> She's going to fucking kill me. I'm not going to say her name, though. Could be like, bitch, stop. <laughs> I said I'm not gonna leak the source. Okay. Haley Bieber went on Call Her Daddy. And she said that she was never the other woman when he was with Selena. He was single when they got together. I've heard from years ago, this is not recent. This is back when this was going on. I've heard from a source, allegedly. She was the other woman and he was absolutely cheating, allegedly. He was absolutely cheating with Haley among plenty of other women. Like Haley was the least of the issue at the time. I'm trying to get it confirmed right now because this is just off of memory. I don't, maybe I got it wrong. I do know that he was, but I feel like everyone knew he was cheating. It's just whether or not Haley was like the specific other woman. I, th- this is what I allegedly heard for entertainment purposes only, that Haley was the other woman. But I feel like people know that, right? Like she, obviously on Call Her Daddy, she's going to say, no, I wasn't, he was single. But like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you talking about? The way Selena makes it sound is like, no, she's obviously the, the other woman. But What I want to say is I think what we'll see is Selena kind of give Haley a cosign. I think eventually we're going to see some love from Selena onto Haley's Instagram because I think Bieber is manipulative. I, I think he, to me, he shows a laundry list of red flags. I don't think he's a saint. I think he's manipulative. I think he manipulated Selena. I think he manipulates Haley. I think Haley's just in too deep. And I think um, 
eventually the marriage, this is my prediction. I think eventually the marriage will end. I think road skin is her avenue for that to happen. I think that, you know, the Call Her Daddy interview, I didn't love it. I like Call Her Daddy podcasts. I don't like the way Alex interviews. I've never done an interview. So you might, when I finally start doing them, you might be like, bitch, you fucking suck at interviews. I know, but I'm just saying my opinion right now. I don't like the way she does interviews. Like to me, it's hard to get through. The only reason I got through the whole thing is because I wanted to talk about it on my podcast. But it, it I just, I don't know. I'm hoping that they vet the questions before because Haley Bieber never does interviews, right? So it's likely that her publicist did vet the questions with her. And be like, okay, she's going to ask you about this. She's going to ask you about this. She's going to ask you about this. Are you okay with it? And Haley was okay with it. But during the interview, it sounded like she wasn't okay with it. But someone like Haley Bieber likely got vetted, right? Like they likely vetted these questions, meaning they likely went over the questions prior to even going into the interview and agreed to the terms of this is what Alex Cooper is going to ask you. So a lot of people are like, oh, Alex didn't ask good questions. It should it should have been more about road skin and Haley's life and not just about Bieber and Selena. Like everything is about Selena and the documentary is coming out. So it's suspicious. I think Haley knew about them. I don't think this was Alex Cooper being a snake and, try, and you know, just trying to get headlines. A lot of people were saying like, oh, she's just trying to get headlines. I don't think that's the case. One, that's her job. It's Spotify's job to do that. But I'm going to have to do that. Like I have to do stuff that grabs headlines so I can keep the whole podcast afloat. You know what I'm saying? That's how you make fucking money. But I don't think that was the case. I think that Haley knew about these questions. I think she was okay with it. I think she knew about the questions going into it. I don't even think she would have taken the interview if she didn't. I could be wrong, but that's just my, that's my opinion on it. I think she knew about them. I also think that... This is my intuition because, you know, I'm a little witchy. I'm a medium. <laughs> I, I don't know if I am. No, I'm not. I'm just saying. <laughs> Some people might say I am. I think that Selena has come a long way since her relationship with Justin. I think that she sympathizes with Haley. I think that she thinks Haley is manipulated. I think that Haley is going through the same thing that Selena went through. I think Justin probably still cheats. I think that... It's really not that easy for Haley. I think she's covering up for him a lot because she's also trying to save her own career while she builds up road skin. I don't think she has the money to leave. And I also don't think that she wants to leave because it's so beneficial to her right now. And it's almost like, is she a Scorpio? I have to check. It's almost like so many of Selena's fans gave her shit for so many fucking years that now she's staying to prove a fucking point. Do you know what I mean? That's what it's giving to me. But looking in her eyes and just her body language and the way she was talking, to me, she doesn't look happy. It just looks like she's trying to keep it together for a certain amount of time until she finds her next step. That's my opinion, okay? I don't know if that's fact. I have no idea. Um... So that's what I think about it. And I think that Selena also grew from it. And I think in the future, sometime soon, we're going to kind of see Selena give her a little bit of a, I don't know. Sorry, I'm taking an air. 
I think we're going to see Selena show her some kind of love or maybe they'll end up doing something together just to get people off of Haley's back. Just to like, almost like, I know what you're going through. Like, you don't have to say it, but I already fucking know. Because men, like, what do we talk about? Men don't rebrand. Men do not rebrand. And I know Justin worked on himself and he came a long way and he hasn't had it easy, but it doesn't, again, we have, people have to be accountable. It doesn't mean that how he treats the women in his his life is okay. I just don't think it's, I don't think it's as loving and pure. I don't think it's a fairy tale the way they try to portray it to be. I really don't. Um... Yeah, so I think Selena is going to give her a little bit of grace eventually. I think we'll see that. So we'll see. Take a note. Put a pin in that. Let's see if my prediction is right. I got to add it to my predictions rest list. Ooh. <laughs> I'm losing. <laughs> I got to fucking eat something. Prediction. Hold on. I'm writing down Selena. Haley. I have a predictions list. Um, I did a prediction on... Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. I said that there's going to be a movie and that Johnny knows that and that's why he's speaking that way. Hold on. Let me find it. Predictions. Did I write that down? Amber going pie. Going pie. Ah. Prediction number three. Johnny is already writing the movie about this trial in his head. I think he'll be a producer and write some of the music used. Now, I haven't looked into the movie. I know that there is a movie. I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's producing it. I'm going to look into it and double check, but remember I posted my predictions list because the way Johnny was talking on the stand to me was also him simultaneously writing a fucking script. He was already in the movie while he was on the stand. I know that because he's a creative being. I'm a creative being. This is the type of weird shit that we do. Sorry, like creative beings who are in entertainment we will do stuff for the plot. That sounds fucked, but you only understand it if you get it, okay? I think he was already in the movie. He knew it was going to be a movie. Even if this movie that looks kind of low budget, I have to look into it. Even if this movie is trash, there'll be another one. There will be multiple movies about this, and he fucking knew that. He knew that and that's why he was having his dialogue be a certain way. It will be his greatest work of art in his mind. That's my prediction. That's what I meant by the prediction. Look, there's already a movie. I think there'll be another one. I want to see if he's working on the first one. I don't know. But I think when there is another one, he will work on the next one. But we'll we'll keep this in mind and we'll stay up to date on it. But so far, one of my predictions is true. What were my other predictions? My first prediction was Elon is Amber's baby daddy. And after she's done with Johnny, she will go after Elon and she will lose. That's one of my predictions. Um, I don't think any of that has happened yet. You let me know. My second prediction was Johnny will work with the witness, Mr. Knight, that worked at the Hicksville trailer and, and or give him money. I think if he does, we might not know about that. But keep that in mind. My third prediction was Johnny is already writing the movie, blah, blah, blah. We just discussed that. My fourth prediction was Amber will go on podcasts and possibly put out a book. She won't be totally broke, which I don't think she is because isn't she out? Isn't she like in Spain right now? There'll be women who will support her because even though she may have lied, 
what she's about to experience will be awful. Meaning like the way people are still treating her is awful. And there's still going to be women on her side, giving her opportunities, trying to help her navigate this. And it's true. We've seen on Twitter, like there's still people who are rooting for her. She's still out in Spain with the baby. Like she's still globetrotting and all. So that prediction was right. My fifth one was Amber will do interviews like Call Her Daddy or a major news outlet. I don't think she has yet, but I think she will. I do. I think she will. And I think she'll have to for the money. Six, Johnny might do Joe Rogan. That is a stretch. But Joe Rogan has said that he's spoken on the phone with Johnny and Johnny was very open to discussing it with him. Um, I think he'll have him on. I don't know when, but I do. Let me check. Hold on. Let me make sure I'm not saying this and it's already out there because Joe Rogan uploads every single fucking day. So literally you never know what's next. Dave Smith. Yeah, no, he hasn't been on there. I think he will, though. I do. I think he's going to interview Johnny Depp. People have said, um, no, Johnny will never do it. I think we're looking at a new Johnny. I don't think we're going to get the same Johnny who's not in the tabloids. I don't think that's how it's going to be. I think he's going to be more open. I think he kind of liked it more than he thought he would. I think he was scared to be open. And then because he got such positive feedback from it, he kind of likes it. And I think he'll kind of continue to do so. I think he's not doing interviews right now because the case is still open. Amberside was pushing for an appeal. Um, I don't know where it stands right now. I'll do the research and then we'll talk about it the next episode. But I do think he'll go on Joe Rogan. Do I listen to Joe Rogan? Yes. But listen to my explanation. <laughs> I, I think that it's smart to know what what your enemies listen to. Think of it like, what's that phrase? Keep your friends close and your enemies closer. I listen to Joe Rogan and I, I've listened to a lot of the, what's that bald guy's name? What's that fucking asshole's name? The fucking guy who's living in Romania. He's got that bad accent. What's his name? I can't fucking remember. Holy shit, I can't remember. You know who I'm talking about, though. That fucking asshole. Anyway, I've listened to his interviews because I want to know what the fuck these men listen to. I want to know what thoughts go into their heads because they're very influenced easily, okay? The way they listen to Joe Rogan is like fucking religion. So to me, I thought it made sense to listen to it, to know... Because it has to do a lot with culture shift as far as men and how they act and how they treat people. That's my opinion on it. So I do listen to it. I also listen because Joe Rogan tends to interview a lot of medical professionals who discuss things outside of what, what the Mayo Clinic fucking reports. <laughs> and he's discussed a lot of things that have to do with stem cells and... That is interesting to me because I've considered it. I might still do it. My boyfriend's always telling me like, we're going to go do stem cells. <laughs> Bless his heart. He so badly wants to take me to Columbia and get a stem cell treatment. <laughs> I think it's funny, but it is, it's very, very sweet. Um, but that's why I listen to him. I don't listen to him and, and agree with everything he says. I don't. 
And most of the time that I listen to him, I listen to the interviews when it's with doctors or interviews that I'm like when he interviewed Miley Cyrus, I think you can listen to him and not agree with him, which is what I do. I've talked to tons of people that I don't agree with, like critical thinking skills. You can listen to certain content and not support it and not agree with it. But it's good to be educated on other sides of things to have a full scope. So I do listen to Joe Rogan. Not every single one because some of them are really fucking boring. I don't listen to any of the fight things, the sports things. I don't do anything sports related unless it crosses over with current events that we discuss. Um, yeah, so that's why I listen to him. It's not all the time though, but I do suggest it if you, if you like, and I like the way he interviews. I think the way he interviews is really good. Also, I don't know where people get certain shit from because people are like, oh, he's racist. He's this. I must miss a few things because anytime I listen to him do his podcast, well, maybe because I'm not listening to him speak and I listen to the other person. I don't know. But he, um, he's constantly saying he's a fucking idiot and he just likes to have people on and have a conversation, but he's he's always saying like, don't listen to what the fuck I'm saying. Like, what do I know? I'm literally like a comic that lives in Texas. And he's right. You Same here. You can't just listen to people and take their word as it's the Bible. Like it's so dangerous. That's crazy. You have to have your own opinions when you listen to people. Even when you listen to me, you might like the way that I say things or our conversation or talking about current events and pop culture and stuff like that. But you can listen to me and not agree with what I'm saying. I want you to. I want you to have your own opinion. I want you to, you know, decipher between the things that we talk about. Like, okay, I agree with this, but I don't agree with this. So, yeah. I think Johnny Depp is going to go on Joe Rogan. I think it'll be one of the most downloaded, listened to um, episodes ever. And the last thing I want to say, did you see that Brad Pitt has a fucking skincare line? And he was like, oh, I just, he did an interview. He was like, oh, I just washed my face and I, and I, I put on a serum. Okay, buddy. Okay, sure, sure. Right, right, right. That's the way. Okay, sure. Give me a fucking break. So on that, (laughs) I'm done. I'm done for this episode. I'm sorry this one's a little bit boring, but let me know what you think if this one, if you liked it, if you like some of the episodes that don't really have a main focus. And again, follow our podcast at My Big Sisters Podcast because I'm going to keep you updated about Hurricane Ian victims and our sibling who needs our help. You know, let's try to help her out if we can. Um, So thank you so much for listening. Stay well and I love you.